slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, happy Monday, and yes... The day is here. We have reached the start of Islanders training camp. The players reported yesterday, did some media interviews, and training camp is underway. We've got a lot to talk about, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Okay, Islanders have opened training camp. We're going to talk about that. The big news for everybody right now. Matthew Barzal still unsigned as of the time that we're recording this show late Sunday evening. Hopefully that changes soon. He is a no-show to camp, although he is on Long Island in the area. And hopefully he will be signing soon. We'll have the latest news on the negotiations, plus all the latest news from Islanders camp as the hockey season is just about underway, and folks, we are now uh, 10 days away from the opening game for the New York Islanders. It'll be at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers, so we'll have the latest on the Barzal negotiations, the latest on Islanders training camp, our Islanders birthday of the day, and a whole lot more all coming up on this show. Now, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, feel free to send us your questions, comments, a topic you'd like us to discuss. We're always happy to hear from you via email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, let's start with the big news that's on everybody's mind. The Islanders opened training camp yesterday, and yet no Matthew Barzal. Barzi has yet to sign a contract with the Islanders, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what's on everybody's mind. And look, when your best player is not ready, then that's uh, that's an issue. And right now, look, nobody was even on the ice yesterday. On Sunday, they came, they got tested, took physicals, you know, met with the media for some of them. But nobody out there was actually on the ice. So as of right now, Matthew Barzal has not missed anything anything important. But here's the thing. Yes, the clock is ticking. And when you're talking about a shortened 56-game season, what you don't want to have happen is Matthew Barzal comes into camp late, 
he's behind, he's not in the same shape then that his teammates are in, and more importantly, you know, a guy who comes in late, sometimes tries a little too hard to catch up, ends up pulling a muscle, uh, you know, hamstring, a quad, whatever it is, and that sets you back, and then you start into this cycle of sitting out, getting, you know, not being in as good a shape, playing catch-up, pressing, etc., etc., etc. So, you don't want any of that happening. Now, for public consumption right now, the Islanders organization and everybody else pretty much putting on their happy faces. They're telling everybody that, you know, they're not worried at this point. Uh, Anthony Bevilier, for example, uh, telling NHL.com, I have no doubt something's going to get done soon. And, you know, that is, you know, Anders Lee, the captain, saying he's sure that the Islanders and Varzi will be working something out and the team is not worried about the fate of Barzal right now. Jordan Eberle says he knows Barzal loves being an Islander. And Barry Trotz, being Barry Trotz, uh, basically says, yeah, I'm going to worry about who I can put out there on the ice uh, at practice rather than who I can't. So right now, everybody is keeping their cool. And... I look at the timeline and, you know, we're 10 days away right now from opening night for the Islanders. 10 days. Already training camp is shortened because of COVID and the rescheduling and everything else. So you have 10 days of training camp. I don't want Matthew Barzal's contract negotiations to go on, let's say, past Thursday of this week. If he's not in camp by Thursday, Friday at the very latest, that's when I'm going to start worrying that maybe there isn't enough time to get Barzy back and you're starting to run into some kind of trouble. I'll tell you this, attitude-wise, the longer this drags on, the more difficult it's going to be for everybody. And again, you open up that door to possible injuries and him not being ready and all kinds of other potential problems that, quite honestly, the Islanders, a team that's in a very competitive division, that's going to be uh, fighting tooth and nail for a playoff spot and maybe home ice advantage in the playoffs and what have you, you know, they can't afford to get into a whole controversy. I still believe, based on my sources and what I understand, that Matt Barzal is going to remain an Islander, that he's going to sign and that there's not going to be any great controversy coming down the pike at the end of the day. But, that being said, it still has to happen. And negotiations have been cordial, according to all the sources that I have heard from, and I think this is going to get done. You just don't want much damage done uh, during the negotiations. You don't want the uh, relationship between the player and his agent and management of the Islanders to sour. So we're going to keep an eye on it. Stay with us on Twitter. We'll have the information for you as soon as a deal gets done. I still think we're looking at a bridge deal, two, three years, roughly $7 million a year. That's my guess, but we'll see what happens. We have got a lot more to talk about. The third line is wide open. 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what some of the Islander players are saying about Ilya Sorokin. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about from day one of Islanders camp. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, this is a great time to be a sports fan. I mean, this time of year, you got the college bowl season wrapping up. You got the NFL playoffs just about to get underway. NBA season has started, and folks, hockey will be back next week. So, there's only one place right now that has you covered, and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and use that promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Right now, you know, Islander fans, you know a lot about hockey. You can make a bet on how well the Islanders will do this season. Or maybe you want to place a wager that Barry Trotz wins Coach of the Year, or Ilya Sorokin wins the Calder Trophy as the NHL's top rookie. You can place all of these bets or bet on any sporting event out there at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And speaking of bets, by the way, if you want some great insight into how to bet, what games to bet on, and uh, all of that, check on check out the newest show on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bets. They will give you tips and insight and some analysis that you can't get anywhere else. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts couple of injury notes for the Islanders, by the way, and it's good news. Adam Pellick, for example, who suffered a broken wrist in the playoff series against the Lightning, telling reporters he's healthy and ready to go for training camp. Meanwhile, Casey Sezikis uh, felt he had some blurry vision last year during the playoffs, but now the vision is back. He is confident and ready to go also, and the Islanders are preparing the for training camp with everybody healthy, and that is certainly a very, very good piece of news. Now, one thing Barry Trotz spoke about during his press conference, uh, essentially, is the closeness of this Islanders team. And he said that, you know, that is something that helps this team overcome a lot of its opponents. And you got to give credit to Barry Trotz for that closeness, that he is able to foster that attitude and the players certainly embracing it and, and you know, building that atmosphere in and around the team. Now, that's something that changes every year. And you have to be able to make sure each year that you have that closeness and and that camaraderie on a team. Great to see uh, that that is the case. Now, another quote from Barry Trotz on the first day of training camp uh, says he still hasn't gotten over the loss to Tampa Bay in the conference finals last year. The quote, on my deathbed, that will be one of the visions that will go through my head. Uh, I hope it's not that serious for Barry Trotz, but yeah, it was a tough uh, series to lose, and certainly the Islanders hoping to 
avenge that and more or less get going uh, this season and either surpass that or maybe even win their first Stanley Cup since 1983. Uh, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, this is a fun one. Uh, yesterday was the 43rd birthday for former Islanders center Mike York. York originally drafted in the sixth round by the Rangers back in 1997, spent four years at Michigan State University, uh, joined the Islanders after stints with the Rangers and Edmonton Oilers, spent uh, one and a half seasons on the island before heading over to Philadelphia the then Phoenix Coyotes, and then the Blue Jackets. Uh, his best season with the Islanders came in 2005-2006, the year after the lockout. Uh, 75 games played, 13 goals, and 52 points. And for his career, 579 games, 127 goals, and 322 points. We're going to look at the best game by far that Mike York had in an Islanders uniform. This one in St. Louis against the Blues. Rick DiPietro in goal for the Islanders against Patrick Lalime of the Blues. The game, December 6, 2005. And it was Mike York getting things started with his fifth goal of the year. Brent Sopel and Trent Hunter with the helpers at 438. And the Islanders led early, one to nothing. In later in the first period, Islanders go on the power play. York scores again. Radek Martinek and Chris Campoli with the assist at 16:36. Isles up two nothing, and then in the final minute of the opening period, Mark Parrish makes it three nothing. Isles, Mike York, and Brent Sopel with the assist. So a three-point first period for Mike York. In the second period, the Blues get back into it with a couple of power play goals. Uh, Eric Bugniecki gets his first from Keith Kachuk and Scott Young at 11.51. Then Keith Kachuk, his third from Scott Young and Doug Wade at 15.19. It's a 3-2 hockey game. Islanders get it back late in the period, though. Mark Parrish, also on the power play, his eighth from Jason Blake and Alexi Yashin at 18.22. Four to two Islanders after two. In the third, Blake uh, gets a goal for the Isles at 331 from Mike York. And then Aaron Asham, a power play goal at 525. Mike York and Alexi Zitnik with the helpers. The Blues get a late goal to finish out the scoring. Islanders win it six to three. But for Mike York, two goals, three assists, a team high plus three. He also led the Islanders with five shots on goal, played 24-03 uh, in this game to help the Islanders. Rick DiPietro, 31 saves in that game to get the win. They chase Patrick Lalime. Curtis Sanford finishes up the game, gives up the final two goals, but a five-point night for our birthday boy, Mike York. Happy 43rd birthday and many, many happy more. We've got a lot more to talk about. We'll talk about the perspective that some Islanders have on Ilya Sorokin. You know, Sorokin was up with the Islanders in the bubble. We didn't hear much. Uh, you know, the, they said they weren't going to talk about him. Now those 
Uh, that's done with. Players can talk about what they saw from Sorokin, and it's interesting to hear what some of them had to say. We'll also discuss the third line. Lots of openings there. Maybe the only openings among the forwards. We'll have that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I know, Islander fans, a lot of you want to have a protein bar to help build up muscle and stay in shape, but the taste isn't always good and the texture is bad, the consistency... Well, that's never a problem with a Built Bar. Built Bar comes in 18 amazing flavors, both nut-free and with nuts. All 18 flavors covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And look, you can basically enjoy a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber treat that is great for the keto diet. Look at these six new flavors. You have Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. Let's focus on the Cookies and Cream flavor. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, head to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. I, you know, one thing I wanted to let all of our listeners know, we are now back on our daily Monday through Friday schedule. We'll be that way throughout the entire season. So starting today uh, until the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Islanders, uh, Locked On Islanders, Monday through Friday, each new show dropping just after midnight around 12.25 a.m. And uh, if you subscribe, you can get it in your inbox waiting for you so you never miss an episode. Let's talk a little bit about Ilya Sorokin again. You know, when he was in training camp with the Islanders during the playoffs in the bubble, they weren't talking about him. Well, now the coaching staff and the players can discuss Sorokin. And here's what Barry Trotz had to say. He basically called him a terrific person with an unbelievable work ethic and basically said, uh, adding that he thinks that the goalie is up for the challenge of the adjustment to the NHL. And hopefully he's right, because it really can take this team to another level if that is indeed the case. And we certainly hope, as Islander fans, that it is. Meanwhile, Jordan Eberle, uh saying that uh, Sorokin has been making some big saves and some quick saves, while Simeon Varlamov, who will be his goaltending partner and competition in some ways uh, this year, basically says that he thinks Sorokin will definitely be able to establish himself in the NHL this season. So, look, obviously... You take all of these happy quotes with a grain of salt because we all know that no one is going to say anything all that negative, but you read between the lines, you get a little insight, and obviously the Islanders players and coaching staff seem to be happy with what they've seen so far from Ilya Sorokin, and unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, there aren't any preseason games this year. So we're not going to get that opportunity to see Sorokin play in the quote-unquote meaningless game, you know, that, okay, we'll get a taste of what he's like 
That won't come until he makes his first appearance in a regular season game for the Islanders, but we'll see. We'll see at that time exactly what he can do. And, you know, obviously, I'm going to say something that should be obvious, but a lot of people don't necessarily look at it that way. And that is that under the circumstances, you got to be patient. You got to be patient and understand that, you know, if he has one bad game or one good game in his first appearance as an Islander, that is not what we have to worry about. What really has to be looked at is, you know, how does he look after five games, 10 games? What's the long-term pattern here? That is going to be the key for the Islanders. All right, let's talk a little bit about the New York Islanders' third line, because that is really where the openings are this season on this roster. And we know Jean-Gabriel Pajot is going to be the center of the third line. He is going to be out there as the pivot. But who will be on the wings? And we will have to see, you know, last year it was Derek Brassard, who's now departed, and Leo Komarov, who were on the wings most of the time. Well, right now, there are a lot of options. And among them, well, the youngsters, Kiefer Bellows, Oliver Wallstrom, Otto Koivula, they could certainly be in the race. You have Michael Dalcole, who the Islanders are hoping will show some kind of a jump this year and take his game to another level. That would certainly help uh, his cause to be one of the regular linemen. Uh, wingers on that third line. You have Ross Johnston, who, you know, again, plays a specific role. Uh, Not going to add a lot of offense, but great four checker and digger in the corners. And then you can go with someone like Dimitro Timoshov, who the Islanders just acquired in that trade with Detroit. All of these players are in training camp fighting for one of those spots. And at the end of the day, one of, well, two of them really are going to win the job, and it would not surprise me at all to see, you know, one player get a steady job on a wing, and then maybe the other wing rotates between two or three players, depending on who the opponent is, what they expect the style of the game to be. Injuries obviously always factor into that availability, always a key So there's a lot of factors out there, but those are the players most prominently battling for that third line. I really think they need to have a combination, and Pajot needs one digger slash checker and one other player on his wing who can put the puck in the net. So whether that means you have a Kamarov and a Bellows or a Wallstrom and a Dal Cole, or a Ross Johnston, and, you know, again, more of an offensive-minded winger out there. These are the options. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see that mixture of, you know, one guy who is more offensive-minded, one guy who is more checking or defensive-minded, and we'll see who ends up winning those positions. It's something we'll keep an eye on throughout training camp. We'll talk about that and more 
on tomorrow's show, including the defense and how it looks now. Two of the top six defensemen from last year are not back, so we'll break that down on tomorrow's show and let you know how it's going. By the way, this week, check out um, our NHL season preview episodes on Locked On NHL, available wherever you get your podcasts. I recorded my Islanders segment for it already, and they'll break down all 31 teams and let you get ready for the upcoming NHL season and uh, I'm excited. We are, uh, you know, a week and a half away from the first puck drop. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Islanders. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow with more. And of course, let's go Islanders.